get involved. Because when you help other people, you're really helping yourself. And it will unlock parts of your personality and parts of you that you would have never known if you weren't involved in, in stuttering support. Welcome to Some Stutter Law, Newfoundland and Labrador's first podcast about living with communication disorders. It is a production of the Communication Collaborative. My name is Greg O'Grady. I am a person who stutters and your host. Some Stutter Law aims to rebuild confidence and hope for people who live with communication differences by dismantling myths, stigmas, stereotypes, and barriers. For more information about the Communication Collaborative or this podcast, you can find us at somestutterlaw.ca. If you only get one thing from this podcast, we hope it's this. It's okay to stutter and it's okay to communicate differently. It's not how we communicate that's important. It's the message that's important. Today, Some Stutter welcomes... Tom Shorstein. Tom, after doing some research about you and the World Stuttering Network, with the number of questions I came up with, I thought to myself, based on an ever-increasing number of questions, I will need to to schedule another Some Stutter Law guest interview. (laughs) i got lots of questions here, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, it... It is great to meet uh, meet you virtually. Now, now about Tom. Tom is a person who stutters and an and an entrepreneur from South Florida, USA, taking full advantage of the changing times with the new dependence on virtual connection. He and a team of innovators created the World Stuttering Network (WSN) in 2020. The mission of the WSN is to create a discussion among the world's stuttering support leaders to share helpful information and best practices to provide the best help for people who stutter globally. The WSN hosts the annual Stutter Fest, a 24-hour celebration of the world stuttering community. Guests and organizations from around the world present on multiple virtual stages throughout the day allowing attendees from every time zone to attend. Tom's life's journey with stuttering has included over 25 years in stuttering support, mostly as a support group leader. Three out of his four household family members stutter, which makes the family dynamic very interesting, as each person stutters and deals with their stutter differently. Lisa and Tom are avid outdoor enthusiasts and are often found paddling around Florida on the weekends. Tom, uh, can you share with, you know, with, with our listeners a little bit about your history as a person who stutters? Okay. Because I'm an old guy, my childhood was full of just 
it was very dark. It was uh, hopeless. Stuttering was so misunderstood as I was growing up. And I was in my elementary school years. Um, and people just didn't understand. You know, they thought that if they told us just to well, slow down, think about what you're going to say, you know, breathe, mm-hmm. you know, as if I needed to <laughs> be reminded to breathe, that, that, ev- that everything would be okay. You know, you, you know, speech therapy, because you're talking like the, the late 60s, early 70s, you know, speech therapy was basically reading a magazine to my speech therapist at school. And that would be once a week. And, um, and just going to the speech class itself was traumatic, you know, you know, getting up and, um, and, um, and, and going to, and going to speech class because I stutter. I mean, it made me, you know, like the focus of attention, um, for a couple minutes, you know, cause, oh, you know, the Tom's going to speech class and, um, you know, at that time, it was so, so shameful, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be identified as having a stutter. You know, I was embarrassed. I was, I just, uh, I didn't want anything to do with it. You know, I, I didn't understand it. So, uh, so, so that's how I started out. Um, my father stutters and my grandfather did also. And so my father was the only other stutterer that, that I knew when I was a young kid. And he always told me to take it easy, you know, just to just to uh, basically follow his example of living a life of silence, you know, because my mom would always talk. You know, he wouldn't he, he would not do any speaking situation. She'd make his phone calls for him and uh, she would order for him at, at restaurants and stuff. And so he always told me, you know, choose a job where you don't have to talk, you know. So, uh, so that was his solution. So it was just, um, you know, my life was just, just so unclear, you know, because I knew what I wanted. But because I stuttered, I, I, I just, I, 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 I thought for sure I would have to figure out how to have a life or I wouldn't have to talk, you know, and, and that's, um, it's not much fun. Tom, uh, you, you know, uh, you also mentioned in your bio here is that, um, uh, each, as, as each person stutters and deals with their stutter differently. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So our two children stutter and I stutter. So we call Lisa the weird one, you know, because she's the fluent person, you know, so so we tease her a lot about that. Um, so our daughter's 21 and, and and she has a pretty uh, pronounced struggle. You know, it's a it's a struggle to to um, to speak, you know, and, um, uh, Sam is 19 
and, and Sam's approach towards stuttering is similar to mine, but he doesn't really like to talk about it. You know, he, you know, he won't um, wear a shirt or anything that, that has anything about stuttering on it. You know, and of course me, I've got all, got all my stuttering gear. You know, I wear stuff all the time that, that talks about stuttering. Um, he'll talk about it, you know, but it's not something that, that he, um, he, he feels like he needs to focus on or think about it very much. You know, it, it um, doesn't really hold him back from many things. It holds him back from, I, I think, talking to girls. But, but I think that's about it. You know, but aside from that, he's got the life that he wants. So Annie, you know, on the, on the other hand, she, um, um, because of her struggle, you know, she she feels socially isolated, you know, and and uh, it, it's not because of the caliber of her friends that she has. She, she's got awesome friends, very loving and very kind. Um, I think sometimes that the people don't engage her in conversation or talk to her because they think that she's embarrassed because of her stuttering and they don't want to put her on the spot. But, but she actually really likes conversation and she likes to be involved, you know, in, in a group conversation. So. Tom, uh, uh, know, you know, uh, knowing a little bit about your history as a, as a person who stutters, what drives you to pay it forward by giving back? What you know, what motivates you? That is such a good question, and, and um, there's a difference between people that come to, to our stutter and support organizations, you know, and they, they get what they need, whether they're, they're there for one meeting or whether they attend for a year or two, you know, and then you never really see them again, you know, and that's not a negative thing because they got what they needed, you know. Um, so in my case, I, I think that stuttering feels like this, this huge wrong, you know, that, that it's a um, it's a difficult life for people. It's difficult, very difficult life for children, you, you know, and, and, um, and wrong meaning the public perception and the and the and the challenges that that can be altered, that can be made better. So I, I think it's my um, my. Uh, uh, my hope, my belief that this wrong can be righted. I, I think we can change the, I think we can change everything for people who stutter. Excellent, Tom. Now, uh, based on your live, you know, lived experiences as a person who stutter, well, 
what are your thoughts about stuttering and acceptance? You know, this, this, this is a huge question. Stuttering and acceptance. What do you feel are some of the key obstacles that people who stutter struggle with, with self-acceptance and stuttering? Take my daughter for instance, Annie. For her, for her, it's not okay to stutter. If you ask her, is it okay to stutter? She's like, no. She's like, she, she, she would rather not stutter. You know, so um, that that is the way that she feels about stuttering. So Sam, who's 19, I don't think he really cares, you know. So if you ask him, is it okay to stutter? His comment would probably be, uh, I, I don't care. You know, it doesn't doesn't really affect him. Um, so I think it depends on who you ask. So for me, um, you know, I'm at a I'm at a place now in life. You know, through a long career, uh, you know, I've got a business now, and you know, I've got a lot of confidence. Uh, builders in my life. Yeah, I get confidence builders like, like every single day, you know, all day long. And I think it's reflected in my speech. So for me to, to say, well, it's okay to stutter. It's, it's different than, than someone who struggles with it, like with every word, you know, and, and, and drags themselves out of bed every day, you know, that, that, that they feel like they're less than, you know, that they're not good enough. They, they feel like they're stuck in some job because they stutter, that they hate, you know. So, um, so acceptance um, I'm a firm believer in, in just, and in, in you keep moving forward, you know, and you try to, to make your life better. And, um, and if you're stuck somewhere because you stutter, you know, that's what's holding you back, you know, then it's hard to accept stuttering. So I, um, Acceptance is like fluency. I mean, it depends on who you ask as to the to the meaning of that term. You know, it means so many different things to so many different pe- uh, people. Um, so, for me personally, to do do I accept that I stutter? Yes, it was a life changing moment when I realized that I, hey, I'm going to stutter for my for the rest of my life. You know, and that. I was in my early 20s. I kept waiting for this, you know, I kept waiting for fluent Tom to, to suddenly appear. And then I realized that, hey, you know, I'm going to have this thing from, for the rest of my life. I, I don't know why I do it, you know. And um, so for me, that was acceptance. I, I don't enjoy the physical act of stuttering and I don't enjoy blocking. And, and I... Wish I, I wish I didn't stutter. I wish I didn't block. But I have accepted that I'll have this thing for the rest of my life. 
I hope that answered your question. You you have, Tom, definitely. Tom, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know I, I'm glad that you brought up the, the, the F word, the fluency word. So what are your you know, thoughts about the F word, the fluency word overall? I think it's meaningless. I mean, what does fluency mean? You know, stuttering prevented me from having fluency of thought, you know, because I, I spent my life searching for the words I wouldn't stutter on. Not the, the best way that I could convey my thought. You know, I, there was there's certain words that I wanted to use, you know, to convey the the exact idea. So I, I wasn't fluent in my thoughts, you know, because I'm just choosing my limited vocabulary of words that I knew I wouldn't stutter on. So, um, and then in doing that, was I really fluent? I mean, I, I wasn't stuttering on any words because I chose words that I wouldn't stutter on, but I didn't have a, I didn't have fluent thought. So I, 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 wasn't fluent. I sounded fluent, but I wasn't because I wasn't allowing myself to say what I really wanted to say. Tom, you know, many people stutter. You know, you know, many people stutter are caught up into a daily survival mentality, as as you alluded to earlier. They you know they neglect or are not even aware that. They need to step off the treadmill of survival and to realize they need to recharge and re-energize. As as a person who stutters, what you know, what suggestions do you have for us as as people you know, people who stutter to self care? Because you see, you know, we're you know, we're so focused in the, the stuttering mentality that you know you know many. People who stutter are very uncomfortable with their stutter. So, in terms of self-caring, I was very hard on myself. You know, I, I I had this image of of what I thought I should be. You know, and that was that was the image of Tom. You know, who didn't stutter that was doing all these amazing things. So I, um, I was a failure in my own mind because I wasn't doing those things. I, I was too hard on, on myself. I mean, I wasn't being realistic. And, um, and once I reached that point that I, that I talked about earlier, that I realized that, that I'll stutter for the rest of my life, I, um, I, I began to figure out creative ways to do those things that I could do it and um, and maybe I wouldn't have to talk so much. Maybe I was able to um, um, creatively do this thing that I wanted to do and, and, and not in the way I, I would do it if I didn't stutter. Um, so as far as self-care, I, I think 
also what's really important to me is to have diversions in life, you know, to have, have one thing every week that I do that I enjoy that, that's fun, you know, that I'm able to really relax, even if it's for an hour. I, I, I found that in my early stuttering journey, I was always on edge because I always thought I was going to have to talk, you know, I always thought I was going to stutter. And I was just on, on edge all the time and I wasn't allowing myself to have a break. So I think that's, I think that that's my point is, is to figure out how to give yourself a break from stuttering every once in a while, a break from speaking pressure every once in a while, just to be able to chill. Uh, Tom, are you, are you, you know, are, are you, are you, are you, are you, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you, you serious when you say that you, you try to relax because I actually question that with all of the work that you've been doing for the studying community. Do you actually relax? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, South Florida lifestyle, I'm telling you, is like a hundred miles an hour, you know, you know, but when, when we throw the paddle boards okay. up on the roof and, it, it, and we paddle for an hour or two, that, that, that's my, that is my oh. relaxation time. Well, that makes sense, Tom. Tom, when you, when you, when you experience bad stuttering days, we as people stutter, stutter often have what, what, what I call uh, train wreck speaking days, and when you know, when you know, do you know, do you know, no. do you have those days? And if if so, how do you get back on the horse to uh, you know to manage your stuttering, or just to you know, just you know, just to uh, you know, just you know, just to overcome the emotions associated with the bad train wreck speaking experience. Okay. Great question. My toughest times are first thing Monday morning. You know, I'm starting my business week again. What I do involves a lot of communications. You know, I, I get sales calls throughout the day. You know, I've got current customers. Uh, I've got orders. I have to talk to my supplier. I'm going to talk to my salesman. So I, I'm on the phone all the time. Mondays are, are always hard until I get started. What I have found that, that helps me is as soon as the phone rings, I answer it on the first ring. You know, even if, if I'm having a, a tough time, I'm going to answer it without thought. Answer it on the on the first ring. Um, and gradually, you know, be, be, um, because I do that, you know, then the day starts getting smoother. Um, I, I, um, so the more that that I avoid um, stuttering. 
the, the longer that that um, that uh, difficult period lasts. Now, Tom, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a few questions about the World, world Stuttering uh, Network, okay? <laughs> All right. Tom, well, you know, while, you know, while I, uh, I was doing some research on the World Stuttering Network, I am in awe and uh, be, you know, bewildered with, you know, with you know, with the uh, success of the WSL since twenty uh, twenty twenty, congratulations to you and your, your team. You know what? Uh, what? Uh, what motivated you to establish the World Studying Network? And uh, t tell us a little bit more about the history of WSN. So um, I found that that what create, uh, creates division and competition between stuttering support organizations are, are two things: money and ego. So uh, we have attempted to take both of those out of the WSM. There is no fundraising. The entire budget of the World Southern Network is about $240 per year. It's paid for by a couple board members. So, so we don't fundraise because, because no one has salaries. There's, there's nothing we need to raise money for. Because stutter and support really doesn't cost anything. There's, there's no cost to having a stutter and support group or to having a virtual stuttering support group. So we've taken money out, out of the equation. What we focus on is helping people who stutter. And, and it doesn't matter what organization a person belongs to. We want them part of the World Stutter Network because the reason that we exist is, is to, to say to the rest of the world, hey, this really works for us. And, and we like to share the, we like to share this, like to share this information with the rest of the stuttering support organizations. So, so that is the, the concept behind a world stuttering network is, hey, we're just here to help people who stutter. And, and, um, uh, we don't want any barriers. We don't want any territories, any, you know, we're just, we're all in this together. Uh, so, uh, so, Tom, when you say that the, uh, that the WSN, you know, doesn't fund, fundraise, does the WSN have, have any expenses though? Like, or brochures, or is it all done through, you know, through, you know, through donations, volunteer work, I mean? So it's all done through volunteer effort. Take, for instance, Stutterfest, and that was our 24-hour annual um, 
celebration. So, so we had um, we we close to eight hundred uh, attendees throughout the day. We had um, uh, I, I forget the number of, of countries that were represented, and and it cost fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. I mean, it was this great event. It cost fifty uh, U.S. dollars. That's all it cost. You know, and, and it was done through Zoom. It was done through volunteer effort. It, it was uh, the WSN is fueled by passion. How's that? Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. My God. <clears throat> now, who, you know, who, who came up with the name the World Stuttering Network? You know, we're, you know, we're, did this, or, originate from the name itself. We had tossed around a couple ideas and we didn't want to have a, a another stuttering support organization, you know, because that, that kind of uh, implies membership. So it was important to us to call it a network. Because that's what it is. It's stuttering support organizations and stuttering support leaders networking throughout the world. Okay. okay. Now, as, as mentioned in your introduction, you and a team of innovators created this the World Stuttering Network in 2020. How, how did, did you all come to... Gather, Tom. I was on the board of directors for the National Stuttering Association for a term, and I was in charge of the adult chapters throughout the United States. There was 137 of them. We we tried some new things, and and the new things worked. We, we found that, that the chapter leaders, they wanted engagement. You know, they, they wanted to be involved. They, they wanted to get to know each other. They, they didn't want just a section on a website, how to run a support group. I mean, they, they wanted to hear what other groups were doing. So we created a, a closed chapter leader Facebook group, and it was phenomenal. So we had this idea that wouldn't it be something if the support group leaders of the whole world who were in the in the same type of group in the the uh, the the team that started the world uh, network that uh, they were all part of the leadership team that ran the adult chapters of the National Southern Association for um, several years. Uh, but we just didn't want to focus on the United States anymore. I mean, we wanted to, to, to bring the world together. And the lockdowns, you know, because of COVID, it, uh, it, it made so many of us, you know, it forced us to start using Zoom. 
you know, and, and, and that's very difficult. It was very difficult for me to start using Zoom because I don't like to, to watch myself stutter. So I resisted Zoom for a long time, but then we all had to use it. And we thought, what an opportunity. You know, now you know, everyone's getting comfortable with it. So let's do this thing. No. Well, we know we're you know we're in some of the challenges in in its early early stages of development, and you know do you you know do you have some challenges currently? So the early challenges were were some of the leaders of the, some of the world's starting support organizations thought that we were a threat. And, um, and, and it was just numerous times of explaining to people, hey, that, that, that all these leaders, you know, they stay where they are. You know, if they're the leader of such and such a support group, they stay as a leader of such and such, such, and such support group. We're just come, we're bringing them into a conversation so they can meet all the other leaders of, of the um, world. So that the support group leader that, that, that has a, a support group in um, Norway, and, and there's only one support group in the entire country, so that now this person is networking with about 600 other support group leaders from around the world. So this person does not feel alone. They feel like they're part of something bigger. Uh, so convincing people that, that we're not out to get your donations, that we're not out to, to, to steal your chapter leaders, steal your members. Uh, that took some time. Uh, I think that we showed them. Uh, so rather than just telling them that, I, I, I think that our record demonstrates that. Um, so a, another challenge, and I take this personally, is when someone has a cure and, and, and they want the WSN to back it. So I, I'm sure that, that you've run across those people before. You know, they find something that works for them. And now all of a sudden, wow, you know, I I, uh, I could sell this for a thousand dollars and become rich. You know, so uh, we get those every once in a while. But, but I, I don't think that that's limited to the WSN. I think if you're a starting support organization, you get those people from time to time. So tell me, you know, what is the the you know, the, uh, the the long term vision of WSN? Long term. Every stuttering support group leader in the entire world, where every person interested in stuttering oh. support is part of the WSN, is part of our conversation. Okay. Great. 
Well, uh, Tom, I'm you know I'm uh, 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 I'm in awe with you know with the work you you're doing. Yeah, really am, Tom. No, uh, Tom, like uh, uh, the uh, the Stutterfers. So so uh, the the you know, the 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 WS had also held one last year as well in 2021. Now, uh, mm -hmm. how did the, did this come about, Stutterfest? We had a music festival in the United States. And it was called Woodstock, and the concept behind Woodstock was that that they, that they they took all the all these bands, and it didn't matter if you were a well known band or 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 if hardly anyone knew you, but they gave everyone a chance to to get up on stage, you know, and and bring their best, whether they performed ten minutes or whether there was twenty minutes of performance time, they all got to be on stage. That's the that's the the concept behind Stutterfest, that we want everyone to have time on stage. So through Zoom, with the breakout room function, we can have multiple stages. You know, we try to we try to have one main stage, and, and that's kind of reserved for stuttering support organizations. You know, like Stama, like like the. Uh, uh, International Stuttering Association, you know, organizations. And they each have 20 minutes and, and, and they're on the main stage. But we have multiple stages where if you are a person who stutters or if you have interest in stuttering and, and you want to talk at Stutterfest, you will have the, the opportunity. We don't turn anyone away. Okay. And you know, like how you know, like how do you do you organize something like this in terms of like how how do you canvass the world to to you know to 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 present any ideas suggestions to 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 you or or your group? So. Regarding Stutterfest or no, just in Stutterfest. general? Stutterfest. Oh, okay. We, we have an application to present that we continue to post in the social media groups of, of people who stutter throughout the year. Um, um, stuttering community, uh, uh, Facebook groups like that. We have an application on our um, website, and we um, we all talk about it through Twitter, through uh, through the other social media outlets. So that's our advertising. Tom, would you would uh, would you like you know like you know like like to share about the Support uh, the support groups as well as the uh, resources you, you have. The resources, excuse me, but not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, my my stuttering support group leader journey. Uh, um, 
took various forms. When I first became a Southern support group leader, and, you know, I, I thought that I had to have all the answers all the time, that, that I had to have some amazing agenda so that people would come to the support group. You know, I had, I had handouts and, and, I, and I had all kinds of, of material prepared, you, you know, the, the stuff that, that, that I wanted to talk about, the stuff that I thought was important to the group. And, you, you know, it was some article that I found. So the, so there was definitely too much I, there was too much Tom. And through the years, I've learned that, that the, the most important thing that we do as a support group leader is we listen. I, I think that the, the term for, for support group leader is really support group listener, because I think the, the leader is the best listener in the entire group. You know, I've, I, I've come to the realization that the reason we exist is to get people who stutter talking. And if we can get them talking, that's when life changes for them. Silence is easy, but, um, but we really don't get what we want when we stay silent. I mean, it's when we talk. And, um, and getting people to, who stutter to talk in a support group among people that, that understand, that understand about stuttering and, and understand what it feels like to block and what it feels like to stutter. Uh, I mean, that, that oftentimes is like the first step for, for them to start talking outside the support group. So I, I think really that, that um, my support group leadership now is, uh, it's very important to me to, to draw people out. You know, um, um, people actually like to talk about themselves. So I, so I listen for something that they mention that, that I can ask them about. So I, I um, uh, that's my main goal as a support group leader is just to, is to find, uh, find that key phrase or find that little key word that I know they're excited about because I want them to talk about it. I want them to tell the group about it. In fact, there was a support group meeting not too long ago that I think I talked for two minutes and, and there was a guy there that talked for 58 minutes and it was one of the best meetings I've been to in a long time because he's normally very quiet. I mean, I, I could have just sat and listened to him all night. It was so exciting. It, it was, it was more important that that happened than any, than any article that I read I could bring or anything that, that, that I, I wanted to tell him. You know, it was just whatever he wanted to talk about. I mean, it was it, it was really cool. Tom, you know, I, you know, I, I, I noticed on your site as well, the the WSN also has huddles, and they have huddles for adults and huddles for youth. Do you want to share a little bit about the huddles? 
I mean, this is this is this is so neat, and uh, you know, I I realize after so much support. These are for use for um, support group leaders for support group meetings. They are discussion guides based on a a, a topic that um, that's related to stuttering and uh, interestingly when we were part of the National Southern Association so we created a uh, uh, created these topic guides that they were called chapter meeting topic guides and the uh, so the funny thing was is they, they had the format it was basically information and then about two or three group questions. And, and, and we thought that people could take turns reading them. And, and then after the information was presented, that you asked the group questions. So we realized that the people didn't really want to, to listen to, to, to all these, to all this information paragraph after after paragraph that they could easily find on Google, that they were there to talk. So the huddles, there might be a sentence or two that explains the purpose of that topic, then it's all questions. And the support group leader has, has got those questions just in case. There was a support group leader that said to me, hey, I, you know, our, our entire meeting, I'm sorry, but we only made it through the first question. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what they're for. It doesn't matter if you make it, you know, you don't make it past the first question or whether you do all 12. You know, there's no goal of the number. You don't have to get through the entire form. If people are talking, that's the goal. Now I I also notice on your your site as well that uh, you know you, you have friendly is it friendly Saturdays and Sundays friendly okay do I, do I want to elaborate a little bit more okay this is something I I'm very excited about so we do this using the of the Zoom breakout room option, okay? And so when people show up, they come into the main room and we assign them into a breakout room. So we have two people that stutter in each breakout room. Say there's 20 people, we have 10 breakout rooms. So after 10 minutes, then people are randomly switched. So you never know who's going to pop up on the screen for, for a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So the entire purpose of world friending is to make sure that people that come to the meeting are able to talk. Because I've, I've been to some uh, Southern support group meetings online and it, it seems to be, you know, the ones that, that I went to, maybe this doesn't happen very often, 
But the ones that I went to, it seemed like the more fluent people did most of the talking. So, so what we do with world friending is it's just one-on-one. It's one-on-one conversations. So, so everyone gets a chance to talk and everyone gets a chance to meet everyone else. So by the time that, that world friending's over, you've had a one-on-one conversation with everyone at that meeting. It's kind of like um, uh, speed dating, speed friending type of deal where where it's like a one-on-one conversation that's timed and then you switch chairs. So it's based on that concept, but we just do it virtually. And it's been, um, uh, people really really seem to enjoy it. And um, so, so, so friendly Saturdays and, and Sundays. This is this is a fairly new uh, program, is it? Fairly new. <clears throat> so the World Friending Saturdays uh, we started almost uh, right away back in 2020, and then World Friending Sundays it was just started just about three months ago. Do you have 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 any? Any like uh, in, in in any new uh, programs planned now for for down the road? Something's <laughs> always cooking. Okay. Yeah. Do 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 you share? <laughs> or or is is it too soon? Well, last year we had a. Last year we had a comedy club, and that seemed to, to be a um, a big hit. Um, people who stutter doing stand up comedy, it, it was uh, it, it was a great time. So, so I'm sure uh, that we'll do that again. We have workshops quarterly called speed bumps, and, and speed bumps are, are the bumps in the road that slow us down as support group leaders. And, and so people that show up to that meeting, we're going to talk about anything. And if there isn't anything that's off limits. Um, so that seems to be very helpful. We also did uh, communication through art last year. And, and, it, and it was amazing how many different forms of art the people who stutter are involved in and are talented in, you know, so they, they had a place where they could showcase their art. So that was a huge hit last year, you know, so I'm, I'm sure that we'll do that again. And uh, I've, uh, uh, I've noticed, noticed on your Facebook there, there's, you know, there, there's, you know, there, there's, you know, there, there's always some people who started do, doing spontaneous talks, discussions. You know, uh, is, you know, like, is, is this something that you, you know, that you encourage from all, all the members? So I'll tell you, Greg, it's, it's, it's really different recording something, knowing that you can re-record it. So if it's not, if it doesn't turn out exactly how you want it to. 
There's a big difference between doing that and pressing the button on Facebook that says go live. Because when you do Facebook Live, there's no going back. There's no editing. People are watching you live. And so, so I've been in, encouraging people to do that. It, it really seems to bring out the, the uh, so from personal experience, I, I feel my authenticity coming out, you know, because I, I, I can't go back and, and change it. I can't um, retake it. You know, I, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm, I'm going to say it from the heart. If it doesn't come out exactly how I want it to, so be it. But yes, I, I, I'm finding great value in this, in this Facebook Live option. And, and that is pretty spontaneous. <laughs> so, Tom, what is the, the feedback you, you know, WSN has been receiving? I think that, that <clears throat> one of our main deals has to be Stutterfest. Um, it's the it's a chance for anyone in the world to, uh, to to join a stuttering community. I mean, we had people from China that that, uh, that at the end of the twenty four hours they they showed back up again because <laughs> it was morning in China, and and so we were joking around that, that it was a <laughs> two day event. <laughs> it was just supposed to be twenty four hours, but the uh, but Stutterfest is just, uh, it's your opportunity to talk to people like Jane Frazier. I mean, mm. you know, Jane Frazier's there from, from Stuttering Foundation. I mean, how many opportunities are you going to have to talk to Jane, to, to, to Jane Frazier? Um, so I, I really think that, that Stutterfest is going to be our, our, our big thing. We could try to do some live events somewhere, in, um, but then we would we'd be like um, everyone else uh, that has live events, and that the, the only the people who are able to attend are the ones able to get visas or spend thousands of thousands of dollars to attend. You can come to Stutterfest, and it doesn't matter what time zone you're in. Because of it being twenty four hours, you know there there's a there's there's a uh, there's a time in your zone that you're able uh, to attend that, that works for you, free of charge, and you can meet all these other people who stutter from around the world. Now, true, there there's nothing like like meeting people live and in and in person when you feel that energy. But not everyone's able to do that. You know, it takes money. You know, it, it takes resources and time. Stutterfest, click, click, you're in. And I think that's the magic of Stutterfest. 
you uh, uh, you mentioned earlier, Tom, that that there is, uh, there is this threat from other you know other associations about WSN. Do you think that's changing? The feeling. It has definitely changed uh, because I only heard that during the first six months when we started, and I really haven't heard that that since. I think it was just because it was new. So people were trying to figure us out. But they've seen that uh, the, the only thing we're about is, is helping stutter support, uh, stutter support group leaders in, in organizations and those interested in stuttering support. That's the basis. That's why we exist. Tom, uh, before we close now, do, do you have, uh, do you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners and, and global stuttering community? Get involved. Because when you help other people, you're really helping yourself. And it will unlock parts of your personality and parts of you that you would have never known if you weren't involved in in stuttering support. So that would be my message. Get involved. We'd love to have you. So, uh, Tom, on, on behalf of, of Seven Star Law, thank you very much for being in a being being part of this, this conversation today. So, Tom, you know, we will have you back, though, definitely. Thank you for having me. I I, uh, I enjoyed our time thank together you. tremendously. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Some Stutter Love is hosted by Greg O'Grady. It is produced, recorded, and edited by Paul De Decker, as well as Luca Dino, who, by the way, wrote this jazzy theme music. Leah Bugden and Alicia Megason command our pages on Instagram and TikTok. Editing assistance was provided by the Labrador Languages Preservation Laboratory, or Labradori, at the Memorial University of Newfoundland. You can listen to or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. Video versions of each episode are found on our YouTube page. Some Stutter Luck is a production of the Communication Collaborative. Thanks for listening.